You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, sponsored by Brenthurst Wealth. And with me from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria today is Gustav Reinhardt. And Gustav, I must say that I don't really want to have any sort of specific subject today, if that's okay with you. I'd rather talk about the general feeling, uh, well, firstly, starting with yourself and your family, but also expanding it to your clients. I mean, are you and your family coping with this isolation? Yeah, well, Lindsay, I think um, what I've told a lot of my friends and and also family nearby and everyone is the good thing about this is that um, everyone that's going through this isn't going through this alone. We're all in the same boat and we're all rowing in the same direction, trying to get out of this alive and not go mentally crazy, (laughs) if I must say. But I mean, I think there's two ways to look at the situation. There's nothing we can do around the virus except um, abide by the rules and then try and cope in the meantime and actually do some productive things in the meantime while we're waiting for everything to, to go over and maybe get better in the world. Yes, indeed. So what we have to do is um, be normal members of society in our daily lives. But your daily life means managing people's money and advising them. What are you telling your clients and what are your clients telling you? Maybe we should start with that one. What are your clients telling you? What are they imparting to you? What are they saying to you about how they feel and how their finances are? Because then you can react. What's been the overwhelming sort of sentiment that you get from your clients? Well, Lizzie, yeah, that's a very interesting question. It's uh, I can only sum it up as a, a very, very mixed group of feelings because everyone's situation and and uh, life expectancy changes through their financial situation. Um, you get pensioners that's very, very afraid because they don't have time um, maybe in the market to, to recover from something like this. Um, so it's it's so important to try and manage their emotions because they draw income from their investments and they need to get looked after and and someone needs to give them reassurance that things will turn around and that their money and capital is protected in a certain way and we are managing it actively to protect this and then you get the the clients that even wants to invest more because they think this is once in a lifetime opportunity and experience to buy in the lows of lows of markets and and make very big money and you also need to manage those type of clients and tell them listen uh, this market can go down another 20 or 30 percent we don't know we don't know what's going to happen we don't know that the as CNN and everyone says, the virus, it has its own timeline. So we don't make the timeline for when the market will, the sentiment will change and people will start, start buying effectively, running the market up again. Um, we don't know when that's going to happen. But if they are willing to to risk putting money in uh, high-risk assets, then they can go ahead. But they need to know that they're in this for the long run then. Um, and absolutely they'll make money in the end because markets always do recover. But if you take away the CNN factor, the CNBC factor, the Bloomberg and the Reuters and the BBC factors, if you had said to somebody eight weeks ago, Mr. Williams, Lindsay Williams, you're a new client of mine, I will tell you that in eight weeks' time you will be able to buy the market 30% cheaper or 35% cheaper or 22% weaker, weaker, whatever the number is, than it is today – would you do it? And of course, that person would say, 
Yes, and you'd probably say yes as well. So it is interesting the way that you, you say this because you think it might go lower. But on the other hand, if you look back eight weeks, you would grab the opportunity to buy the market 30% cheaper than eight weeks ago and then just sit for the long term, Gustav. Yes, absolutely. And, and we're looking at all the markets like... Even the JSE looks at a very, very attractive level right now. It's back on the basis points of 2009. So everyone would think, well, this might be a good opportunity to buy. We, we're trading on, on single-digit PE ratios currently. Um, but the other question is you need to go look fundamentally if something's wrong with the market still, if everything is resolved as well. So that big factors to also take into account. And then there's the other um, dilemma with the currency. So if we go eight, week, eight weeks back and you tell a client, listen, you can buy the U.S. market 30% lower, but the RAND also bombed out. So there's always a catch-22 in this that we need to analyze and try and explain to our investors, absolutely. Okay, you need to try and uh, sort of comfort them as well. Uh, but also at the same time, Gustav, I mean, you're a human being as well, apparently. <laughs> you're a financial advisor, but you also are pushed around and pulled around by headlines on the television and radio stations that I've just described. So you must also be affected. How do you manage to keep yourself dispassionate, if that's the right word? In other words, divorce yourself from all the noise and give, you know, give sober advice to your clients. It must be difficult sometimes for you. It really is. And, and, and the other thing is that you need to remind yourself to not get emotional and pulled in by all this news. Um, because it can throw you around everywhere um, with the things that's being said and and um, newsletters and and news coming out uh, every suddenly uh, everyone's telling that we are in a crisis and it can get worse but it can also get better any day there can be a vaccine discovered and then markets will start turning and um, things will start happening so when you are looking at investing, emotions is the most important thing. Um, you can't always try and buy the market at the lowest point, and you can't always sell it at the highest point. It's it's you need an average over the long term to cope. And I see if I show clients graphs, everyone's been through this. It happens every, let's say, ten, eight to ten or fifteen years. There is a world crisis. And every time it has shown that investors that panic and do and make decisions out of fear and sell out of markets and try and time markets, um, they end up losing more than people that stay invested. Um, so it's all back to the quote of Dave Ford that he said, it's, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market that counts actually. Yes, indeed. I'm looking at the JSE today as we pre-record this podcast, and I'm looking at the all-share index of the JSE up a massive 4.5%. I'm coming to you now. I'm walking into your Brentos Wealth office in Pretoria, uh, which is closed, unfortunately, so I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to, have to uh, speak to you via Skype or Zoom or something like that. And I'm going to say to you, I'm in the fortunate position uh, that I've got um, a couple of million um, that I want to invest in the market. What would you recommend to me 
right now and you could and be brutally honest here what would you say to me would you say wait because i think the market's coming lower i think or would you say ease your money into the market because it could go lower but it could go higher so we've got to make a start straight away what would your equity weighting be what would your cash weighting be it must be very very difficult for you right now what would you say to me Yes, there's there's a lot of situations um, and factors to take into account. If it's only an investor that wants to invest a lump sum and is not dependent on this cash and it's for the long term, um, I would say you would want to get him into the market so that he doesn't lose everything. But I wouldn't go straight up equities right now because we don't know where the bottom is. So I think one of the smart things that some guys can do, consider is go into a low conservative type of fund and phase yourself into the high risk assets over through a six month period. In that way, you buy the average up or down and you don't make a call on that day. So if it goes lower and you phase it in week after week after week, you're eventually going into the market uh, systematically at lower rates and the average that you bought in in the end of those all we, all those weeks uh, would be an average that's lower than the starting rate, and the same the other side around. So I would definitely not stay out of the market at rates like this because it is attractive. Um, but I would use a fo- phase-in process if possible. Yeah, what I want is around about 50% equities uh, just to start with. That's what I want. And I want it to be spread. I mean, a, a small amount of that must be in South African equities because they are so cheap at the moment. Well, they're not as cheap as they were yesterday because the all shares up 4.5% as we speak. But I want equities. Yeah. I want a spread, a geographical spread, over, as much overseas exposure as I can have. I also want uh, South African bonds. I don't want international bonds because they're far too expensive. Uh, the yields are far too low. So I want South African bonds. I want a bit of gold, but I also want, because um, I've got a lot of time on my hands because I'm in self-isolation, I want to have around about 5 to 10% of this portfolio for short-term and risky assets. In other words, maybe a little bit of day trading uh, here and there because, you know, I've got, I've got nothing to do. Uh, I, I want to, to press some buttons. And what would you say to someone that says, I want to commit 5 to 10% of my portfolio with money that I, I can afford to lose? Would you say, well, if you can afford to lose it, go ahead? What would you say? Well, I would never suggest if someone doesn't make a study out of the markets and doesn't do the appropriate research to go into speculation, as you say, uh, day trading, um, there's a reason that there's so such a small amount of people in the world that actually do that and actually makes money that I think speculating on, on high-risk assets from a day-to-day basis is not um, a good way to go at it. But obviously, if some clients do feel they have the time to do nothing. And I said, well, if you want to do that, it's like taking your money to the casino. So don't expect anything from this portion. Yes. And then the other portion you can look at and we can get a goal in sight and we can look at a time horizon to invest this money and we're trying to get that target and a goal set up because it's so difficult to to set a target and a goal for yourself when you when you're speculating on high risk assets and using leverages you, you can lose everything in a day and then the goal is gone anyways because you don't even have that portion of the cash anymore Okay, final question. Do you find that people need you more now or less now? In other words, are people saying, well, you know what, I don't want to talk to my financial advisor anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let this uh, let this ride out and then speak to him. Or do you find people saying now is exactly when I need you, Gustav? What's been your experience? 
This is such a, a good question, Lindsay. And, and what I would say is in times like these, a financial advisor is one of the most important things um, that you can add to your portfolio to help you with. Now, not even just to manage your portfolio and move it according to what they think is right currently in the market, but also to manage the client's emotions that he doesn't make stupid decisions in, in, in these times. And one of the key factors that I also want to point out is everyone was always in a bull run. They go to these um, ETF funds or, or how can I, a passive type of funds because it's such low cost funds, but Actually, when active management plays a part and a role in today's life is in times like these where we protect risk and we protect losses. So if you go look at any equity general or passive type of fund against any equity manager, you would see the equity manager would have outperformed this guy even after fees. Um, and that is what active management where this it plays such a high and big value in the market. Um, it's in the bear markets where they protect capital and they can allocate to cash and back, whereas the index fund just goes with the index. And what I always tell people with this, um, if you put 100 rands in the stock market today and you lose 10%, uh, you had 90 rands. If you gain 10% from 90 rands, you're back at 99, not at 100 this only proves that you need to manage your drawdowns and your risk on the downside much more than you chase returns. And in the end, you'll end up better. Gustav, great advice. Great chat. Thank you very much. That's Gustav Reinhardt from Brentos Wealth in Pretoria. And that was It's My Money. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.